This is the Huey Alert Podcast with Craig and Shelley Huey, bringing you the tools to transform our nation and culture, the intersection of faith and politics. Hi, it's Craig Huey. I'm here with my beautiful bride, Shelley. Hey, everyone. <laughs> and we're, we're excited to be with you. And I'm going to talk about something um, that's really important because we're in an election year. What? No. Yes. Uh, okay, wait, slow down. Okay. What do you mean an election year? What does that mean? Well, most people are going to be voting March 5th, I think it is. That's Super Tuesday. Okay. They're going to vote for president. They're going to vote for... Most people. Are you saying most states are voting Most states are on that day for the primary. Some have already voted. Some will be a little bit later. And then comes the general election for the entire United States. So let me stop you. Yes. I did not know this years ago. When I met you. Yes. And you were so into voting and so yes. into elections. Right, right. And you told me, everybody's got to vote during the primaries. And you know what my thought was? What? Screw the primaries. <laughs> How boring is that? I'm not going to vote for the primaries. See why I, I don't, love her? <laughs> why would I do that? Tell everyone why they need to do that. Because the primary, one vote is like six or seven votes because so few people vote. And this is a time we can vote for the best candidates Mm -hmm. and make sure the right candidate uh, is able to win. Yeah, so the fact if you decide to stay home like I did, you're staying home is guaranteeing that some loser is going to get elected. That's right. That's That's right. Now, one of the things about the election is the importance of the evangelical vote. Do you know that normally 24% of the total vote are evangelical Christians? Where? where? Like nationwide in any election? In any election. 24%? 24% is the general average. Some That's states what are they higher. identify as. Yes. That wow. they, they, they proclaim that they're born again That's or crazy. evangelical Christians. 34% in Iowa. Uh, uh, about uh, 40-some percent in South Carolina, New Hampshire, yeah. 11%. Oh. So some states like California, it's very, very small. Okay, so can you do, do me a favor? Because I didn't know this either until I met you. Yes. You defined for me what an evangelical voter is. Yes. And, and honestly, I have an idea. People that are listening to this might have an idea. But what differentiates them, that word, from somebody that's regularly attending church or somebody that believes in God? Yeah. An evangelical voter is one who would, believes in a personal relationship with the true and living God. An evangelical voter believes the word of God is absolutely correct in every respect. They believe in heaven. They believe there's a hell. They believe that there's judgment. They do believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. They do believe in, in what has been identified about 24 t- key criteria uh, that is biblical truth. And so the evangelical is one who believes that as a Christian, they not only have Christ living in them, but they, they because of the power of the Holy Spirit living in them, they have a, a desire to tell others about Christ mm. and to lead others to accept Jesus Christ as their personal So is it, is it a fair statement then to make that an evangelical, mm-hmm. if you're going to use that term, yes. is someone who recognizes their purpose in life yes. and um, pretty much knows where they're going? 
Yes. So why would they not vote? Well, that's the problem. So the, the secret weapon for the year 2024 to, to take back the House of Representatives, to take the Senate, to take back the presidency and restore some sanity, to protect religious liberty, to protect the persecuted church, to be able to bring about economic sanity, mm-hmm. is the church. That is our secret weapon that the, uh, the radical left, the uh, socialists, uh, the, the Democrats, they can't do that because evangelicals vote 81% at a minimum, sometimes higher as much as 84% conservative, mm. naturally. Now, the problem is we have about... Are, thir- you, ta- are you talking about conservative as far as social issues? Social and economic Okay. Social so, and economic both. issues. But here's the problem. You've got 30 to 40% of all Christians, 80, some 85 million Christians in the U.S. You've got 30 to 40% are not registered to vote in every church. What? That That's they would insane. vote 81% at least conservative. So that, wait, wait, slow down, slow down. Because we just moved to Tennessee. Yes. Like three years ago. Right. 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 So you're saying that all these people that are moving, yeah, because they are, yeah, a lot of times when they get to their destination, it doesn't matter where they are, they don't register to vote. They don't and, register to vote, or they don't think it's important to vote. Right. They get confused. They don't have the time, or they cha- somebody's changed their name. They move to a different uh, location, or maybe, maybe they haven't voted in four, five, six elections, and they're dropped off the roll. Sometimes they, they, they're, they're evangelical Christians and they, um, uh, you know, turn to voting age, but they never registered to vote. Mm. Uh, there's a variety of different factors, but that is the untapped registered voter. And then among those who are registered to vote, you have a, another in the primary probably about 60% of them will not vote who are registered. And in the general election, about 30 or 40% of them will not vote. You're talking about millions and millions of votes that can change an election. You want to change the local school board. You want to change the county office. You want to change your state government. Mm -hmm. It's the church. You give me three or four mega churches or six or ten churches in general mm-hmm. in a certain congressional area, you can change that election if that pastor in that church gets involved. You can change the election if you get church ballot harvesting. Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, what was it, 26,000 ballots of church ballot harvesting, right. of which I would say out of that 26,000, over half would not have voted. Maybe 60% oh, would I not have voted. You. It was easy that. Easily yeah. that. Yeah. So, Shelly, you know people who haven't voted. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes they're, they're too busy or they put their ballot in their back seat well, and forget uh, it. You know what? You're talking about 2024. So, yeah. let's have an honest discussion. Please. Most people that I talk to just randomly talk to about the upcoming election. Right. The pushback I get is, this is another this is another repeat. 
why do I why do I want to waste my time going and voting for the repeat? Right. Which is they're neither one, you know, and this isn't everyone, but they're not thrilled, quote unquote, with the options. Well, you so know, they're, they're, then they decide to stay home. Right. So that is a major issue in 2024 for presidency because there's there's a certain group of Christians. They love Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There's a certain group of Christians who they like Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. There's a certain group of Christians, they're so mad at the Department of Justice and Biden administration and the media for constantly attacking unfairly Donald Trump, mm-hmm. trying to uh, take him off the ballot. I mean, all this different deep state type activity that, that is so wrong. Mm-hmm. And just because of that, they like Donald Trump. Yeah. And then you've got the evangelical who says, you know, Donald Trump's policies were pretty amazing economically. Mm-hmm. We had peace in the world. We didn't have to worry about the Middle East uh, blowing up, China uh, invading Taiwan. Uh, we didn't have to worry What's about that this. country that starts with you? Ukraine. Oh, that. Yeah, how that happened. So you've got all. You, yeah, no, no. You've got all these things because Biden's appeasement policies, and and then you've got a whole group of evangelical Christians who say, "I can't stand Donald Trump's behavior." Mm-hmm. I can't understand. I can't stand how he talks, mm-hmm. the words he uses. I can't understand his unpredictability. I either, I don't can't stand his past. They've got all kinds of reasons where they are saying, "I don't know if I'm going to vote." So, so let me go back a minute to when we did election forums. Yes, and we're teaching people how to vote their biblical right. values. Usually at churches, that's what we were doing. Right. Um, one of the things that you talked about addressing this particular issue, because you've got people across the board feeling different ways about Donald Trump or President Biden. Yes. Right? Right. So one thing that you talked about, which was a new term, I think, for pretty much everyone that was in the audiences, is you need to learn how to vote by strategically limiting evil. Very important. So we want to go into that a little yes, bit? Yes, thank you. So strategically limiting evil is a, a, a critical biblical doctrine. We, th- we see it throughout the Bible. We see it strategically among Christians. Let's take Corey Tim Boom. Mm-hmm. She gets a knock on the door. They come. Uh, she comes to the door. She opens it. The Nazis are there. They ask her, do you have Jews in your house? Now, as a Christian, she could have said, oh, yes. And they all would have been killed, including she and her family. Right. But she strategically limited the evil, and she said no, because she was having a moral good that was higher, which Mm -hmm. was saving the lives of those Jews. And we, at the same time, have, have that same issue. In the area of abortion, in, in the voter guide that we have up, mm-hmm. we, we have up to five stars. Five stars, they're the best. There what's are the, very what's few. What's the website for the voter guide? They can go to electionforum.org, mm-hmm. and they'll be able to see all the candidates, their ratings, and how we put it. Five star, they're, they're the perfect candidate. 
Four, they're really good and they're very rare. Three, they're okay, go ahead. But two, they're bad. One, hold your, you know, the, the two is kind of hold your nose. One is never, never, ever vote for them. You have a, a, a candidate who's for abortion, partial birth, birth abortion. All, you know, abortion up to, to birth. Then you have a candidate who's for abortion, but maybe they're against uh, partial birth abortion. Well, you've got a candidate where against partial birth abortion that's going to save babies' lives. Now, you could not vote for either of the candidates, but if you do that, you're in a sense condemning some, some babies to death. And so it, it's, it's limiting the evil. Well, it, is what it is. And it's also recognizing the power of your vote yes. on certain issues that are important to you. Right. And people a lot of times don't want to take the time or the energy to really unpack who the candidates really are and where mm-hmm. they stand on issues in yeah. general. I mean, you can go to their website. Now, you can see what their propaganda. website says. Yeah. You can get the direct mailers in your mailbox. That's propaganda. You can get the AI-generated garbage ads that they're going to be putting out. You can get the robocalls, which they're trying to shut down right now, which is all AI. (laughs) Biden's voice was just used a couple days ago on that. Right. So, um, you know, honestly, you can get all that and then you can say, oh boy, what do I do? Well, what you have to do is go to electionforum.org and see how the evaluations, the research, and everything's already been done for you. Yes. It's a no-brainer. You you know and believe that we're going to be utilizing the Bible to put it up against how these people stand on different things, how yes. they voted, where their money went, yes. who they're taking money from, you know. We do extensive evaluation on each candidate, come to a conclusion, give them a rating, it's easy for you to see how they're rated and who to vote for. And, um, you know, the voter guide is up now, and the voter guide can be used and shared. Mm-hmm. And you can send that voter guide out to friends and neighbors and family and multiply the vote. You know, the Democrats, one of their, their important uh, ways of, of uh, uh, getting out the vote is to give a person a voter guide. Well, we have one with judges, judges nationwide. We've got to stop this. That's judgevoterguide.com. But it's also uh, on electionform.org that judges nationwide are evaluated. Nowhere else in the United States is Yeah, nobody knows how to vote for those guys. And so we <laughs> have that up. So. You know, this election, you've got the tools. Christians have the tools. There's no excuse not to know how to vote for these candidates. It's there on the the voter guide. But as we take a look at this from prayer and what have you, we've got to figure out how do we get our neighbors and friends and other other Christians out to vote. Which is get out the vote. Yeah. Right? Right. GOTV. Yeah. And get out the vote is what... um, we learned a long time ago that if you're not doing that, right. I could care less who you are as a candidate, you're going you to will lose. not win. You will lose. And there's plenty of good people that have decided to throw their hat in the ring in politics 
and have great ideals and values and, and no and chance. zero money and zero ability to get no out the vote. Chance. And so they lose. That's right. And you can I don't it's just anyway. It's sad. Very, Very sad. sad. But we've gone through the uh, uh, vetting. You know how to vote. Now it's a matter of multiplying your vote, you, your family, and mm-hmm. friends. So it's real easy to send out. I've, you know, I've talked to people over the years who have taken our website and forwarded it to their database. Yeah. We've had people who own nonprofits and have, you know, just businesses, and they're putting it out through those venues. And churches putting in their and, vote and right. sending out to their email yeah. list, sending out to their text list. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we have a secret weapon, and that's the church vote, the evangelicals. How do we increase that church vote by 5, 10, 15%? That's the challenge for 2024. Mm-hmm. If we fail to do it, Four more years. Four more years of the war on Christianity. Four more years of the failed foreign policy. Four more years of of an economy struggling, of inflation. Yeah, and and Uh, high interest rates. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So all the other things that we could talk about were not on this podcast. We better not. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So we encourage you. Tell friends about electionform.org. Tell friends uh, in your church. Tell your pastor. Let's let's do something this election. Yep. And so all you got to do is look below, and you'll see the website once again spelled out for you. And uh, any any time you want to share that this podcast, do it because it's it's going to go. And how can they share this podcast, Shelly? I don't know. You tell me. Well, what you can do is you can email this podcast out, text it out, put it on Instagram, put it on Facebook. You know, let's get this message out to pastors and friends in the church. That's right. All right. Thanks. Would you like to like like to pray for this upcoming election? Oh, sure. Lord, thanks so much for the fact that we live in a country that allows us to vote. And allows us to have um, a republic where we can respect the Constitution, respect everything that this nation was found on, founded on. And I, I pray, God, that um, people would take this 2024 election cycle seriously, that they wouldn't um, be distracted by all the stuff that's going to bombard their their uh, mailbox and their, their email inbox and their Twitter feeds and all their social media feeds, Lord, I, I, I ask that people will hear your voice on what to do. So for Christians, specifically evangelical Christians, God, I ask that they would um, seek your face, that they would turn from their wicked ways <laughs> of voting for people that are going to do things to this country that will continue to destroy it. And I pray, God, that um, truth will come out. And I also ask for protection in this election on all sides from interference coming from manipulations or changing votes or doing anything with any kind of technology that would cause anybody's vote to be compromised. And I thank you, God, that you're going to do miracles in that regard. 
and that we will see your hand in this election. And we thank you for the outcome in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you guys. See you next week. Thanks for joining us this week. We are listener-supported, so please consider partnering with us by donating at craighuey.com or by signing up for our free newsletter. We look forward to being with you next week. And don't forget to share this podcast with others.